0: 27 season uh, season 27 episode 2 recap uh, for the people that have questions for suman you guys could go to uh, email kumute radio at gmail.com I think it's just better to put all the questions if there are questions into one location and then I'll collect all the questions and if you have them I'll you know ask them to the man that's facing me right the, the guy that's next to me right now uh sitting in Australia. So what's going on, man? Uh, episode two, man, for real, it was kind of whack, man. There was nothing really going on in that motherfucker. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, shit. I can't believe you did that. All right. Um. Now nah, you know what? Okay, maybe it wasn't as exciting because I wasn't in it as much. If hey, they uh, put me
0: in- wait, wait, wait. One thing I saw, one thing I noticed is every oh, episode, they've had two people on there every single time which is you and tyler diamond yeah that you guys are not even fighting but they always had you both on every episode so far which
1: is kind of like hey what are they trying to do so we might be building up to something i can't say but hey the the people that should be on the screen are on the screen (laughs) you know um you know, maybe it wasn't as exciting because they didn't show all my other snippets with uh, DC and stuff like that. But the show's gonna get exciting. Um, I think that this episode it just—it it was a bit different. Uh, Brad obviously uh, isn't the most outspoken guy, but he—he's—he's he's a nerd. <laughs> you know, he. but so he proclaimed. He, Self-proclaimed. Self, nah, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. But he's a good nerd. He's like dream sponsor. He's to get sponsored by like Tesla or something. For sure. You know? Yeah, that, he's, he's a nerd. But he's a good dude. But look, neither of them are like the biggest trash-talking guys. Neither of them are the most emotional guy. Like they're, they're kind of into themselves. Like you see uh, Brad's a pretty smart intellectual guy. And he keeps to himself. And same with Kyla, You know, he's a pretty smart, crafty young, young kid. And, um, you know, they they weren't the the more outspoken type. Some of these fights are going to... This next fight between Luis and Jose, man, uh, it's going to be interesting because these guys are friends. Oh, they're friends. They're friends, yeah. uh, They're friends. Uh, You see them on Twitter talking, they're friends. But that, that fight pick came out of nowhere. Like, we did not expect that fight pick to happen. I think Jose expected that fight pick to happen but uh, we didn't uh, we knew that they were going to pick Jose but we thought they were going to put someone else with Jose so um that's really interesting and and it kind of shakes up the house a little bit it changes this fight changes up the dynamic of the house a little bit because um i guess you know they they had to to put everything aside and 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 go to war it's going to be interesting um i'm going to i'm interested to see how they what they show you know, but uh, Jose and Luis were cool. Were cool. They're, <laughs> they're not going to be cool when they enter that cage.
0: Well, one thing I noticed is that uh, during the episode, they had you sitting around the fire with Brad. And Brad is on the other team. Yeah. And your teammates yeah. were Kyler. So yeah. they kind of, you know, if you really read into it a little bit too deep, it's like,
1: why are you sitting with the other guy that's fighting your teammates? Alright, so myself personally in the house, I was friends with everyone. Like I I was pretty cool with everyone. Kyla was my boy and I would have even told Brad to his face, like, I think that Kyla's gonna beat you, like if it had come up. But we were all pretty professional, um, about about things. Like people like Brad, like uh, when when he was fighting Kyla, obviously, like Brad's not gonna talk to me anything about training or about what they're doing or There was no, like, information being tossed around, you know. It was just a professional thing. And um, that's what is great about this season. Like, everyone was pretty professional about it. Some guys got a bit emotional every now and then. But it it was pretty good. Like, I was sitting – I think at that campfire, at the start, I was sitting with – I think it was, like, Bryce, uh, Bryce Mitchell, Ricky, and then Brad. And then I think it might have been Bryce – who, who he goes off on adventures in the house, and you'll see this throughout the season when when he's coming up. Bryce is an interesting man. He goes off on little adventures in the backyard. <laughs> um, he he went away, and then Trezano came and sat down. And Trezano like you know, was our number one pick on our team, but he was still cool with everyone. He would sit with everyone. Like, wasn't that? It wasn't that segregated. You know what I mean? Like when we were at the gyms, the 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 fuel was there. Like the fire was there. Like everyone's got their team jerseys on. But then when we were back at home, it it was all pretty cool. Everyone was pretty chill. There was a few times, like I said, like instances and like people started jumping on their team bandwagon and swearing and this and that. But apart from that, everyone, everyone was pretty cool, especially the guys like, like Brad and, and Ricky and, and Richie. Like I was really friends. Uh, I was really good friends with those guys on that, that team. Um, you know, so you know Richie, uh, Richie Smullen, who was the number one pick for Team Cormier. Like I'm good friends with him. I spoke to him today uh, on um, on Instagram. we speaking. He's coming out to Australia hopefully. You know, but um, yeah, it was just in in the house. You you have to be around each other. You know, it's you've got no choice. The people that I was I was roommates with. Like my room was me, Delani, Jay, and Kyla. All the 145ers that were on my team. And we all chose to be in the same room together, you know? Not because all, were like, our team, we were friends. But we knew, and we even spoke about it in the house, like, we might have to fight one another. I was pretty, you could see, after Kyla lost, I was pretty upset. Like, I was sitting next to Kyla when Stipe was speaking to him, and I was upset over that. Because I felt like, you know, my friend had lost, my teammate had lost, like, I I felt that pain a bit too. But I knew that if it came down to it, like Jay slept right below me. Me and Jay might have to fight. Delaney slept across from me. Me and Delaney were boys. They are like, hey, me and you might have to fight. It's just business. And you'll see that go on as as this season happens. There'll be some trash talking, but then at the same time, uh, you'll see a couple of the fights where people put that friendship aside, you know, and it brings out the best in both of them.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, was there some kind of like, like U.S. fighters from the U.S. like kind of sticking together, and then like fighters from like around the world sticking to together? Was there kind of that dynamic happening in the house?
1: Not really that, but there was what we like to call the minorities in our, our one forty-five room. <laughs> so in in our room, it was me, Australia. And then we had Jay, who was from England, but he lives in Spain now. But he's he's a pommy. Yeah, then we got Delani, who, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the Asian guy, uh, Kyler, who was sleeping. So, like, our room was, like, the minority report. Four minorities. <laughs> um, no one liked us. <laughs> hey, so, what like, kind of Asian is uh, Kyler? He's, um, I think he's... Half Vietnamese, half Portuguese. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting mix. Um, he, But uh, I think it's... Yeah, he, his mom is Vietnamese and his father was Portuguese.
0: Yeah, he's he's a trip because his father was like one of the original guys that was training with the Gracies back in yeah, the day. And he grew he had, up in that atmosphere.
1: So Kylo would, like, told me when, when obviously we were in the house, he would be like, oh... When he was about five or six years old and his dad had gotten him into MMA, his dad loved MMA, he done jiu-jitsu since he was three. Um, if there was kids around the neighborhood that he heard were like bullying other people or anything like that, he would bring these people to his house and say that they've got to fight his son. And Kylo at the time would have been a lot younger. He, got, he said sometimes he was like eight, nine years old and he was fighting like 14-year-olds. <laughs> and he goes Sometimes he got his ass beat And he goes Other times he didn't You know And that's how his dad Just raised him His dad raised him to fight He's like an extremely Like Respectful Like young Young kid He listens And he trains And everything But Like you can tell Like the kid's been in some fights He grew up a little bit rough You know So um, You know But he He just It was upsetting to see That he, he couldn't perform The way that uh, That he should have you know, um, I'm not one of those guys that would like talk down someone else's skill set to make myself feel uh, better or anything. Kyler was the most talented person uh, at, at tough, Like, and that's like including myself. Um, if me and him fought. I'd beat his ass. But <laughs> he, um, he was extremely talented and like well versed. But it just shows that this game sometimes is, is more mental than it is uh than it is physical he um he kind of froze at that at that stage and and got caught off off guard and i think he may have taken brad a little bit too lightly can't take anyone in the ultimate fighter lightly whether they're the first pick or the eighth pick we're all undefeated for a reason
0: yeah he it seemed like in the fight he was not worried about his kicks brad's kicks uh he wasn't really even worried about brad's grappling so much and brad he controlled that fight, you know, like one of the rounds, it was closer than the other one. I think the first round, Brad clearly took that round with, you know, wrestling and, you know, ground and pound and all that. In the second round, a little bit closer, you know, Kyler had uh, that spinning kick that, it really hurt
1: Brad. It did. It did, man, that thing was so loud and that, because that gym is quiet. Right now, when you're watching on TV, you don't realize how quiet it is until you're there, you know, it's, we're in like, you guys are hearing everything, like, with microphones. Um, when we heard that kick, it just sent an echo throughout the whole place. But Brad kept a good poker face as well, you know? Clark Kent, Superman, he was ready, you know? I, you know what? And I'm going to say it. I was the first person to call him fucking Superman. I was the first person to call, call him Clark Kent. So, I know Jay Cuccinello has been saying that he said it first, but he didn't. I said it first. Yeah, you...
0: uh you you did a little interview before the fight, and you said that Kyler, he has the best jujitsu. He can find and finish this fight anywhere. So it kind of proves that you do have a lot of support for your teammates, you know, and you're not going to talk down on any of those guys. And but yeah, Kyler, he just in a in in simple terms shit the bed when he got into that cage because if he like you said he's very talented, but man, Brad just went in there and and uh, it doesn't. In MMA, what's interesting is you could be the most talented guy in the world. Yep. But yep. once you step in that cage, that talent might not matter anymore, and it could uh, be all
1: mental. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I can show you fighters that have never won a fight that they they will be in the gym and they will be the most talented fighter. It's just when fight time comes on, some things don't click for some people. Uh, and, but it, it it can be it can be. It can be directed it can be changed you know but you've got to mix something up you just got to find that missing element of what what you're mentally lacking or what you're mentally not switching on to um that you need to find out uh, i've realized so he didn't perform how he should have and hey everyone there was talented in, in some way some guys like Okay, maybe they weren't as talented as others, you know, but there was a reason that they were there. Every fighter has a reason that they were there. And, um, you know, I think that this was just a big learning lesson for Kyla. Super, super young, you know, and, um, you know, he 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 got a call up to the UFC after the contender, but it was like on short notice. And it wasn't even about the short notice. Carla didn't take the opportunity because of a wedding, mm. right? And everyone obviously directed him not to do that. They said go into the fight. The fight, and he's like, "No, nah, I can't miss the wedding." He ended up going to the wedding, and then when he went to the wedding, obviously he didn't get the UFC contract. Then he went to Tough because he already had Tough lined up. Now he's gone in and he's lost in the Tough House. I I know that Kyler is going to be in the UFC, you know, and. um and everything but i think that this house or the ultimate fighter was probably the best thing that could have happened to him right if he went into the ufc and lost his first fight lost a bit of confidence maybe and had to jump back right in there after three or four months you know and lost again he could be out it's happened you know, you get two strikes sometimes you're out um but now he's come on to the ultimate fighter he he's lost on uh on like a reality show where you know it's tough. It's not an easy competition against the best undefeated fighters in the world. Um, he lost, but it's not going to go on his record, and he'll get another. He'll get another chance to hopefully get in there. He went out of his zone, and and he he learnt he learnt a big big lesson. I don't think it would ever happen to him again. I hope it doesn't happen to him again because, like I said, he's a talented kid that um that I think could have unlimited potential in the UFC. For sure. Now, let's go back to the
0: beginning of the episode. Um, talking about A's prank, you know, putting oh, yeah. pictures up. And then what was in the picture? Like, when they blurred out
1: they were naked. their
0: dicks. Like,
1: was it yeah. their dicks? Was it their, like, real
0: dicks? Or was it, like, some fake dicks? No, no,
1: no, no, no. no. So, 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 so. On TV, you see how it has, like, the blurred out, like, picture? Yeah. Like, it's blurred out. So the, the thing that Stipe had made was already like that. It was like blurred out already. Oh. So what, I, didn't, I wasn't there when they took the photo, but Stipe said that he, they were wearing underwear when, when they took the photo and they just blurred it out and <laughs> made it look like they're not wearing anything. But him saying that, I know what Volante is like and I know what Stipe is like. They probably were naked and they were just too embarrassed. Like, Stipe was probably too embarrassed to say it on TV. But very likely that they were full frontal naked because I've I seen everything this season. I've seen too much. You missed you missed out on the part where um, right after Komiar walks away, Volante shows Komiar his package. Oh, they don't show <laughs> that part, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they were having a competition on who's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dc he
0: he comes in and just straight up just pulls out his dick and just starts waving he, it around like it's some fucking snack or some shit like he's trying to offer to everybody
1: i knew he was up to something so when when he walked because i walked into their change room i said something to dc and like i think i laughed And he dc like grabbed me and he like he grabbed me and he was like walking he was, like, walking me into, like, our change room. And then that's when I kind of, like, walked off and started laughing. Because I think he was just, like, pushing me into our change room. And then out of nowhere, I'm standing right next to him and he whips his dick out. I seen it. did not want to see it, but I seen it. And you seen how quick I ran out of the screen. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> but, um, you know, DC being DC, you know, doesn't think about the kids right now. You know? What do you no, think, think about
0: it. a lot of people right now, you know, talking about DC and Stipe? A lot of people are criticizing Stipe right now online about his coaching, um, saying, like, DC's a better coach and Stipe, he doesn't know what he's doing. What do you, what, how do you respond to that since you are on, the, on that team?
1: Well, at the end of the day, end of the day, whatever Cormier does or whatever we do makes – or whatever, like, Miocic does makes no difference we're all fit and we're all prepared to fight before we get there. I like none of us needed uh, anyone to hold our hand or do anything. They weren't going to teach us anything new in like in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We might pick up a few things here and there, but we should already be ready in shape and ready to fight. And, and a coach that's coming for a week generally isn't going to make a difference. Like, we get coached by people. Like I get cornered and coached by the same people from my last few fights, like my brother and Alex Georgie, who's my main corner guy. All right? If, if I go into a, a fight and they're not there, they're not there. It doesn't matter what happened in the two weeks before or three weeks before with, a, with another coach. I'm taking the things I learned from back home and I'm, I'm fighting with those things. Um, and look, Brad and – what's his name? Uh, Joe. Joe was with him for like three days. And they scored that guillotine. It's not a matter of coaching. It's just that Joe was better. You know, um, on the second fight, Brad was better. That's all it is. The better person wins. You know, it um, doesn't matter about the coaches and stuff like that. Uh, Stipe had his approach. And he had his coaches who were great. Like, you know, I learned heaps of cool little things of, um, of James Krause. Like, things that I'm, like, still sending back to him. Chris Camozzi. Volante Taught me a few things, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, like we fight like ourselves. You know, we're not going to adapt and change in a, in a week's time. So people that are criticizing Stepe right now, it it makes no difference. A, a real fighter just fights. You know. Yeah
0: hey, how how crazy is that? Chris Camozzi is going to fight Tiago Silva, uh, ACP uh, in Brisbane.
1: Yeah, man. I was I was just speaking to Chris, like literally, like. A few minutes before you jumped on um, and, and we started this interview. And, um, yeah, he, he, I was just reminding him about the jet lag. Man, he, he's going up to light heavyweight. He walks around generally about, like, probably 220. Um, you know, so he's a big guy. Like, making 185 is pretty hard. I think that he'll have a lot of energy to fight Thiago Silva. But I just want to see how fucking roided up Tiago Silva comes into this fight. You know? It's gonna
0: be a, it's gonna be like like people saying Australia it's gonna be a cracker, right? It, yeah,
1: it's gonna be a cracker. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good fight, like especially for Australia. We got two former like UFC guys. Uh Chris is with glory as well. Like, you know, Tiago Silva's a fucking scary man who fucking kidnaps some people <laughs> and shot him places. Like, personally, don't know how he's gonna get into Australia. Oh, that is know. a question. That is a question. Well, I don't think that fight's going to happen, in my opinion. Because Australia is one of the hardest countries in the world to get into. Right? We're just like America. Like, you, you got to have your background check. Blah, 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 blah. They see he's got a criminal conviction. From I don't want to fuck anything up for anyone. Buy tickets. <laughs> I, don't I don't mind. Think, I don't think... Is he... Was he convicted? Well, he would have, He... There is... I'm pretty sure there's an audio video... Oh, there's an audio or a video of him fucking clocking a gun at his wife or something.
0: Yeah, some yeah, some crazy shit. There is some proof, but Great. I don't, I don't, I don't remember it actually. Yeah, he he wanted, he wanted.
1: Didn't he try and kill that fucking big jujitsu guy that was banging his wife?
0: That's also true too. Yes, that some shit happened with that too. But I don't know if they press charges or anything like that. So we'll see what
1: happens with that matchup. Um, and if I. I was banging Tiago Some wife. I'd have been running quick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right, let's move on to uh, another moment on episode two was Mr. Sensitive, Tyler Clark, <laughs> going at DC. You know, DC's trying to coach the team, and Tyland Clark's getting all sensitive. And that's where uh Tyler Diamond comes in and says, like, oh yeah, I want to train, but uh, I want to stay away from um thailand clark because he doesn't train smart does do you think that thailand clark was he goes too hard or what what
1: what can you give us about him all right so i'll tell you one incident like incident that i knew about because i was like kind of there so before we went into the house before we went into the house it was like a few days where we trained in the tough house and we kind of like met each other and, and stuff like that and Some guys didn't speak, like, and they wouldn't train together and stuff like that, or like they'll just kind of keep the distance. Uh, um, But I think it was one that Bryce Mitchell was like always joking around and he's like, hey, um, uh, does anyone want to spar? Right, so Thailand went to spar with Bryce. And when they were sparring, I think they were just wearing boxing gloves, but I seen them throwing kicks at each other. And Bryce is a madman himself. But next thing I know, fucking, I look over and Bryce has uh, ice on his bicep. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Why does he have ice on his bicep? Fucking Thailand threw like a full-blown knee, like as hard as he could at like his sternum or something, and he ended up hitting him in the bicep. And I instantly just thought, man, like why is anyone throwing like knees? Inspiring, especially when you don't have knee guards, you don't have machine, you don't have anything on. Like you're going to end up hurting someone. And then, I heard someone else say something about um like he he just like spazzes out and like does stupid shit, like throws elbows and stuff. Sometimes in training I was like, fuck that. Happy that I didn't have to get involved in that. I never I never trained with Thailand Clark, like ever. Um, you know, I trained with some of the guys on team Cormier, but I never trained with Thailand. And um And yeah, like it, everyone kind of complained when they came back home. Like a lot of people were always complaining about him and nothing like he, he was just a bit, I think he was bipolar. Like, uh. I think it was a little bit bipolar. Cause you can see it even in an interview. I don't know like what the fuck's up, but he's like, yeah, fuck DC. Like this sent my team, people talking shit. But next thing is like, yeah, DC's my boy. We were rolling around. And I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, but he would be like that in the house as well, like some morning, like he would he would come in and and he'd be like like super super happy, and then like someone would say something, and he'd like have this little look on his face, and he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like paranoid. Uh, he 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 will he will he will be around for this season. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tyler Diamond, though? You know, we have, we every episode
0: we have to talk about Tyler Diamond because he's gonna be in the episode somehow. <laughs> And he's like,
1: is, he, is he a little too angry all the time, Tyler Diamond? Man, I don't think he's angry. I just think that he's really into himself. <laughs> I, <laughs> to himself. I used you to think like, he looks at himself in the mirror? I, oh, my God. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. Tyler Diamond is the best. He, you'd see him walking and like he would like cross a mirror and he would like flex his shoulders back. And he would like look at himself in the mirror as he's walking past. <laughs> he 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 loves himself. Well, you know, but you he, can tell- have he was insulted. Oh, wait, what was it? That he was. Uh, was he insulted that I would call him out? Yeah, he was insulted. By yeah, him. he
0: was insulted. For insulted you to have
1: confidence in yourself. Yeah, he was insulted that I'm confident to beat him. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Did see what, you see what he wrote on Twitter yesterday? Do you have him on Twitter? No, I don't think I, so. On Twitter yesterday just to be a dick. He went and and he goes, uh, and that's it, team DC, two and, o. and Just so I like, kind of rub it in. We get it. Like we know that you're two and o. We we watched the show. <laughs> so I just re I retweeted and I go, look at this arsehole. All uh, right. Now of course I want all my if there's any Australian or Asian fans. Out there, anywhere, like on this side of the world, because Americans don't like me, right? If there are any Americans that do, go onto Tyler Diamond's Twitter account and make sure you send him an abusive message, like something abusive, like about how, how stupid he sounds about feeling insulted that I thought I could beat him.
0: Just send him like a thousand dick pics and shit. He, he might like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, now, next episode though, is going to be cool. Next episode, I'll be, I'll, I'll definitely be involved in the next episode, but, but it's with another fighter. Oh, yeah. You know, Can't uh, say, but, um, something happened, an instant incident happened with another fighter.
0: All right. pre. That's a little preview. So people can see that, uh, how about accents, man? There's a lot of accents flying around in the house, yeah. too. Like, um, especially Brad Katona. He's from Canada, but he lives in Ireland. But he sounds like he has an accent of an Irishman that lived in Canada.
1: Yeah, I don't know where he gets his accent from. Because I'm like, <laughs> bro, you don't even sound Canadian. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds Irish. <laughs> Yeah. The Canadian. I, 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 I think he's putting it on, you know. But hey, I was over at the Ultimate Fighter for like a month and I started like getting an American accent.
0: Well, I think that's easier you to know? do. So, um, hey, three hanging out with Conor
1: McGregor, about. your accent might change.
0: Three things you know that's not involved yeah. with the Ultimate Fighter that we should talk about before we shut this down. Number one. You calling out yep. Cub Swanson? Ooh, yeah. Um, why man, did you do that? What, what, why did you think, like, I need to call out Cub Swanson?
1: It, it wasn't that, like, uh, so I was doing an interview with, um, with Nitro MMA, and I was, I was in the cage, and they're like, oh, if you got to UFC, who would you want to fight? Like, you know? And I said my dream fight would be Cub Swanson. You know, I just like I'm like as a fan, like my dream fight to face someone in the cage would be Cub Swanson. I think he's cool. Like I love his fight style. Um he just goes for it, he's fun, and I think that I could beat him. You know, um I I really think I could, you know, if you're going to call someone out, you know, you, you would want to make it not I'm not saying that it could be realistic, but look Conor McGregor once was calling a Jose Alda before he even got to UFC. I couldn't care about fighting Conor McGregor or any, like, even like someone like Max Holloway or anything like that, man. Like, it's not even about that because by the time that I get get there, these guys probably won't even be champion. They might not even be around. But someone that I've, I've grown up watching and, and really liking, and, like, I've never watched a Cub Swanson fight and never liked it. You know, I've always liked his fire style, so I was just like, if I could ever have a fight that I could hopefully try and be proud of myself after, it would be a fight like that. You know, just stylistically, like it would just be a fun fight and yeah, i like if I, I think if I fought for the UFC title or something one day, I would overthink the situation. I'd wanna go in with a game plan. Someone like Cub Swanson, I'd go in there and have fun. You know, and, and that's what it's about for me. Uh I wanna go in there like, you know, I'm I'm going to be in the UFC and when I am, I, I just, whoever I fight, I just want to have fun. I want to go to war. You know, I want, I want people to see more. I always said to people, if I ever made it, you're not going to ever see me take someone down and look for a submission. I'm going to stand toe to toe in the middle of the cage and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to swing. You know, um, there's a few fighters now that you see doing it and, um, and it, it's, it's kind of made me think that that's how I, I want to be as well. You know, I want to be remembered for for having fun fights when I get there. People remember me for a finish. I want to be remembered for like wars, you know? So, um, okay. the next cup, thing is Cup Swanson would be my war.
0: For sure. He would give you the war. He would stand exactly. there in the middle of the cage and just swing with
1: you. Hey, and if I hadn't won five rounds with him, I'm sure I could too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sean O'Malley. A possible Ooh. fight, the Sean O'Malley poster, poster gate number fifteen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, was that that was inspired by you, wasn't it? <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know what happened with that one, you know. But uh, know. yeah, Darwin Sagret, that would be a good fight. That, that would be the one bucket. that you made, the first one with Darwin Sagret and Sean O'Malley. I think that Sean O'Malley might be in some danger right there.
1: Man, I'm telling you now, I didn't care if that guy is long. I didn't care if he's quick. Darwin needs one hit and he will put you to fucking sleep. He will sleep that man inside around. And not only that, as much as people are like, oh, how is Darwin going to uh, deal with the range, right? How the fuck is someone going to deal with Darwin's power? Darwin will knock out. 90% of the UFC Way Russell right now if he puts his fucking hand on someone's chin they're going down I don't care if it's John Lineker I don't care who it is John Lineker gets slept inside a round if he fucking tries to stand toe to toe with Darwin like I'll put Darwin right now in there and even at 145 he will fucking sleep fools and he could be their dad and he could be their fucking. Dad. The guy's got four fucking kids. The guy, look, look. The guy works a fucking full-time job, right? The guy fucking comes to to training straight after work. He doesn't do two days. This isn't his full-time thing. Can you imagine what would happen if he fucking got signed by the UFC and he could fight full-time? He he makes good money. He doesn't need to fight. But if he fucking he said to me, if he, if he ever made the UFC, he'll quit his job and just give it, like, give it a good crack at things, right? Now, the UFC needs to fucking see this talent. Who the fuck knocks this many people out the way he does this many times? Like, it doesn't happen. You see that Roldan sanjahan who, he was in the UFC, um, you know, he'd had two fights, but... He went to a decision with uh, Richie Vass, and he had an all-out fight-of-the-night war with that other Filipino guy. I think it was Filipino or maybe from Guam. Um, but he had another all-out war with him, right? And then, but he'd never been, like, knocked out like that. Never been knocked out. And fucking Darwin slept him inside a minute.
0: Yeah, Darwin got that, that death wish in his fists. Like
1: it's, Oh, Darwin knocks people wish. out by accident. He- by accident. He reminds
0: me of uh, how Johnny Hendricks was when, when he started knocking fools out. You know, like when he would just touch them with that hand and they hey, would just we,
1: fall apart. Hey, you know what's even scarier? Even as he's getting older, he's only getting better. Yeah. He's getting better. He did, the guy didn't know how to fight three years ago. Didn't know how to fight. He had a brawl. But you, right now, they, they, there's, there's technique to his brawl. You know, there, there's a method behind his madness right now. Technical brawler. Yeah, of technical brawler Like, man, I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish that we could go into more fights thinking people are going to stand with him because I know no one is, you know. And then you've seen even all these guys that will, he will turn it around and he will knock you out. He will make you pay for trying to take him down. He'll That's make true. you pay for hitting him. You know, so he he deserves his shot. He should get his shot. Um, you know, what in other bantamweight? Oh yeah, what other bantamweight in Australia or in in what other bantamweight is doing what he's doing right now? What or or anything? No one. You know, he he's knocking people out.
0: Contend contender series. We asked. Contender series.
1: We we will fight anyone. Anyone?
0: Hey, you know what would be funny? You know what would be funny? Like, you know what would be classic, like legend status, if Darwin went to the next uh, Ultimate Fighter tryouts for the heavyweights.
1: (laughs) Look, I am telling you right now, if I, if I, if Darwin, if because I'm sure there's there's a weight limit. If Darwin could reach a limit where he could fight in an open weight tournament against these guys, I would fucking put (laughs) in. I've seen I'm telling you I've seen him sleep heavyweights right. like it's fucking unbelievable I would I would put him in with the 145 p- females and he'll knock every one of those women out <laughs> uh, speaking of women I saw you being a little
0: vocal about uh, Leslie Smith
1: oh, fuck that her. her little
0: crusade and you're like fuck her and, why Why do you feel this way about this situation?
1: Because people, like, I hate all this shit about Fighter Union and, and all of this stuff. Like, if you don't fucking like it, don't do it. Like, I'm a fighter. I stand up for the fighters. Yeah, but the UFC is paying more right now than any other organization in the world, right? doesn't matter about what boxing is doing. Boxing is something completely different. The UFC, as a company, are paying more money to... Their fighters than anywhere else in the world, right? Um, yes, the higher-up guys get paid more than the lower-end guys, but that is what we're fucking working towards. If everyone was fucking paid top dollar, either the UFC wouldn't be around or there wouldn't be as many shows. There wouldn't be as many. How do you think they have 60, 70 shows a year? Like, How do you think all this shit happens, right? Yes, they do make the money, but fuck. A promoter puts in the money and they make the money back. You know, it's just how promotion works. Like you have to understand how the business works. Now, uh someone could say, Oh yeah, I'm standing up for the big company or I'm sucking up to them or, or some shit like that. Like I said, if you don't like your workplace, don't do it. No one's forcing you to fight for the UFC. You know, no one is forced to do any any of this shit. Bro, if you don't want to be a part of a UFC contract, you don't need to be. You know? But if you're getting paid by this company, right? and you're still trying to fucking sue them and bring a union in, how can you expect them to keep you out? Of course, you should be happy and blessed that you got paid out your contract. She was getting paid a lot more than what I would have fucking paid her. I don't want to, who the fuck cares about Leslie Smith? Like, okay, she won three fights in a row. So the fuck what? You look at the whole, right now, you look at the women's bantamweight division and like, I want to fucking puke right now. Right. It is that shit. Right. It's I don't care what anyone says. Since Ronda Rousey left, that division has just died. I don't care if she was a shit fighter before or she's a shit fighter now. Right, that division is dead without her. They might as well take out the one thirty five division, add in the one forty five division, or take all those girls up, or make one one forty pound division, add them all up because it looks like shit. I looked at the top fifteen the other day and it I was like, Who the fuck are half these people? you know there was a time when in Ghana was like the shit now she can't win a fucking fight all these women I don't know if they were on steroids and USADA ruined them people talk about USADA ruining the Brazilians seems like it's ruined the women as well ruined Russia, maybe possible possible but now they're talking like I honestly I like watching women's Like I love watching the women's 115 pound division You look at Thug. You look at uh, like Claudia. You look at like the top five in that division. Like you got Tisha Torres and and all these other girls and like a lot of up and comers as well. The 115 pound division has overtaken the 135 division. The 135. I don't want to watch Amanda Nunes fight. I couldn't care. She's fucking headlining against Raquel Pennington. She's headlining against Raquel Pennington. Repeat that to yourself. She is the pay per view. Main draw. I'd rather shit in my own hand. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I Like I said, got nothing against women's MMA. Right? But, right, I, I don't care for the women's 135-pound division anymore. Rousey, you ruined it. I'd rather watch WrestleMania. <laughs> Damn. Fucking yeah. WrestleMania. Oh, oh, hey, I was a Rousey fan. I was a, I was a Rousey fan. Right? And, um, like, I don't like her as a person. I think she's a shit human being. Uh, but I liked watching her fight before, like, she got found out. But since she got found out, it's like, fucking, okay, Holly Holmes lost four fights in a row or some shit. Uh, Misha Tate retired. Fucking, we all wish Gina Carano would just come back so we could see her <laughs> way. this shit. Like, that division is just shocking. People talk about how bad the men's 125 division is. the fucking women's 135 division is just as bad.
0: All right Suman, so uh, we could follow you. if you're listening, if you want to follow him, you can follow him on Twitter, you can follow him on Instagram, Facebook. basically every platform you could think of, he is on there and uh, you can follow him. if you got any questions for him, go to uh, send him to KumuteRadio at gmail.com um yeah man next week you said
1: something's gonna happen some shit's gonna happen next week it'll be an exciting episode and also that fight is gonna fucking blow your minds make sure this fucking fight will turn it around all right
0: right, man uh let's shut it down take care and uh, i'll speak with you next week
1: all right speak then bro